All right, Chaz, welcome back to the grit. Three weeks in a row. Dude. We are the we are the Dale, what's his name? Why do I why can I remember that dude's name? Dale Webster. We are the Dale Websters of podcasting. We really are. You're the Dale Webster of not drinking and the Dale Webster of surfing. Um I'm three <laughs> I got three Dale Websters going on right now. Three Iron Man streaks. Crazy, dude. Yep. How's your surf streak going? My surf streak has unfortunately ended, but mm. for for happy reasons. The wind has been too dang good this week. The sailing wind. So I've been oh, I've been oh, sailing. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. I didn't know you were a sailor. A sailing is the honest to goodness greatest thing ever. Since when? Uh I really got hooked. Uh probably when did I get hooked on sailing? Probably a year ago. So it's fairly new. Fairly new. Yeah. Do you have a boat? My best friend has a boat. A That's the best way boat. to do it. Yeah. It's epic. It's Who a wants to own a boat? I mean, it's it's rough. It's a lot of work to own a boat. But yeah. sailing, I'll tell you. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to... I don't want to I'm, a, I'm a full-on sailing val. Uh, but yeah, love what, it. What about it? It's crazy physical. Uh, it's like always... There's always something that goes massively wrong that you have to figure out. Like my whole life, my brain has been... You know, if something's wrong, so oh, I can't, I can't solve it. I'm not good at, I'm not good at finding solutions for most things, right? Like if this is broken, some I'll call somebody to fix it or whatever. When you're out on the boat, you've got to fix every problem yourself. And yeah, the problems, it just, it's taught my brain. I think it's rewired my brain that, oh wait, I actually can, I have a right side to my brain too. I'm not hmm. just purely left-brained, right? Like I can untie this knot under crazy duress, or I can figure out how to get the main you know untangled off off the mast or whatever all the all the different stuff like wow. that makes it oh man and then it's just uh, you wake up so sore yeah and we've had some good stressy ones too some good stressy sails fascinating yeah love it i know a couple of months ago you sailed down to cabo right exactly we never talked about it on air no, but i think yeah. you wrote about it yep yeah. yeah um that's really interesting to me that's i hear people talking about hunting yeah similarly you know where it's kind of like, it's not really, it is man versus nature, man versus the animal, but it's really man versus man. Completely. Like you just kind of confronting your limitations and having to push pack. And having to push through. I mean, that's yeah. the, I guess, same with hunting. I'm not a hunter, but I would imagine, you know, you're out deep wilderness. Yeah. And it's, there's no point where you can actually throw your hands up and say, okay, you know, the, I did the best I can do. There's yeah. no such thing as the best you can do. The best you can do is fixing the problem. We're so soft. We're the softest. You and I mean, you and I are the epitome of like Southern California. Soft. Grew up middle class and just had every little luxury and accommodation. Soft. Super soft. Yeah. And so now we're forced to go like recreate these normal hunter gatherer tasks that people have had to do throughout man- humanity. You sure, know? for sure, it is just to feel some semblance of masculinity. Completely. Yeah, that's I guess what sailing is for me is yeah. like a recapture. A recapture so of masculinity. Uh, are you going to buy a boat at some point? No, tempted. Uh, no, but I'll go in on the next boat. I'll go in with with buddies on okay. the next one. Yeah. Um, last episode we recorded was with Derek, and afterwards I recorded like an hour long, long form one on one interview that I'll publish in a couple of months. 
and he talked about owning a boat. Yeah, Derek, are you familiar with this? Of course, Derek oh, had okay. a water taxi operation. How funny is that? Epic, totally epic, dude. I first of all didn't know that story, and secondly, none of it made sense to me. I'm like, wait, why did you want to do it? And he didn't really have a good reason, and he had no training, no understanding, and just dumped money into it's the thing. Absolutely a beautiful story. Did he so... did he get into it on the on the yeah. podcast? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. well it'll be a treat for listeners when yeah. it comes up. It's a great story. So funny. Yep. Yeah. So, I, dude, I would love to be into boats. I think you have to grow up with boats or like you just you don't just get into it randomly no well and thankfully thankfully my friend did grow up boaty and with boats and so i've i've been allowed to be a val and like come on at val speed uh you know and i'll be a sailing val the rest of my life but now i know you know infinitely more than i knew a year ago and i will know infinitely more you know in another year yeah Good. I mean, that's how people talk about surfing, too. Yeah. The way that you describe that. Val, when Val you hear life. new people get into it. Um, we, first of all, I think maybe last time we forgot to give Album a shout-out. I can't when believe we recorded it. here. I know. We blew it. So, shout-out. Album is hosting us yet again. Most beautiful surf shop in the world. Albumsurf.com. You've seen their boards everywhere. Um, Matt has a loaner board for me downstairs. Ooh. I know. I'm you're lucky. I was going to bring... I didn't think Matt was going to be here. I was going to bring my loaner back and exchange it for another one because I'm ready. Is it the one that you borrowed a year ago? Exactly. But I'm <laughs> I'm totally ready. I have, I have my shoulders strong enough now. My pop is back. I have grown out of my the 6.7 that you forced me on. How'd you feel about that board, though? What's your... Loved it. Okay. Yeah. It was great. I mean, it, it did exactly what I, need, I needed it to do. It, it got me back to a yeah back into surf shape more or less good um derek's great all the feedback from our episode with derek was super positive so i think i, I would like i was going to propose to you we got to figure out a time where i think we should get derek on every week i think we'll have derek be call totally in. down with yeah. that should he do do i mean the problem is the call in the if the quality isn't crystal clear it just feels not like it's not even worth so it. Maybe, so maybe a short. Maybe segment? we have a yeah exactly a a Derek segment. What should we design the segment to be? What's ooh. his strength? I mean Derek's strength is ooh this is a good question. Derek has many strengths. Uh, Derek, what? He's an opinionated man. So I mean what? I mean let's throw it out to the listeners. I know we'll do a poll, what, Instagram poll. Yeah, what would the listeners like from Derek Riley? Yeah. If if we can have a fifty or if we do have a fifteen minute the grit with Derek every episode He'll, what what do people want Derek to talk about he can outshine us oh my goodness ev- in every category so I feel like yep I don't know say anything and that's he'll be uh, good at it by the way speaking of Instagram you're never gonna believe you know how sophisticated those algorithms are yeah you speak about something in your home and then you look at your phone three Pops minutes up. later and there's an ad for yep. it this is the most sophisticated one I've ever gotten check this ad out did, did this just oh my goodness Oh my goodness! I'm actually going to buy this. It's for the listener. It's the Raised by Society. Raised Society. Do you follow them? No. So it just this popped this up just as an ad. Completely popped up as an ad. It is a yellow beanie, the exact same. It looks like yellow beanie that Ashton one Ashton Goggins was wearing almost six months ago. Wait, was it a year ago? No, six months ago. I don't know. Yeah, it was in January. January. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six months or whatever it is ago at the Surf Expo when. He and I entered the ring for a heavyweight bout. How amazing it is, is that? Completely and amazing. it's rolled up to the exact same degree. I mean, as that's, his. it looks exactly, exactly like his. It is Ashton's beanie. The only thing that's different is it's not askew. I am in this picture. It's perfectly level. Oh yeah, but I mean, I would Ashton's have, would be tilted if they tilted it. 
That would have been. It would have been like, is you're this gonna, a joke? You're is gonna, somebody. You're gonna get that soon. How great is that? You're going to get the tilted picture. Um. By the way, how's your not drinking going? Oh, uh, it's going. It's good. Have you had a drink? Yes. Okay. But but that's okay for the. I mean, it's a. It's, you're gonna go the whole month with no alcohol. Sure, but there was uh, provisions for three days built in, so I have to go. I've used those three days already, so now I have to go the rest of the month without a drink. You had a floating three days that you could just pick whenever. Exactly. What the heck, dude? That's not well because who? I mean, what, the will part is done now. I don't. I don't itch for one anymore, so I'm fine. I'm through it. Dude, you're not even halfway through the month. Yeah, but I. But I'll go a night like the start of it. You know, would get to be 11 a.m. and I would really start scratching. Yep. Now I'm fine. Now I punch through. I think about it maybe like five ish and think it wouldn't. Wouldn't a cocktail be nice? And then think, yep, but. Can't have one. How do you feel without it? J- the exact same. R- really? Yeah. I so don't. why are you doing it? Uh, just, I think... Just to try? On on principle. Just, okay. Just willfully pushing through. I mean, yeah, I was drinking, especially with finishing up the, the book. Yeah. I was drinking way too much where I, I needed a break. Um, but if you're not feeling any health benefit... Yeah. I don't feel any health benefit. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Just the same. Just the same when I wake up in the morning as I did before all right bummer yeah. sad to hear that i was gonna sabotage you actually and say like, what o- like no just like offer you a glass of water oh yeah but like spike it i mean that'd be just okay to ruin, see, ruin your with my, my my other day lobster see that day lobster's exactly. already off already already failed that one i, I failed love- surfing and i failed uh drinking so now i guess the only iron man streak i have is the podcast Three weeks in a row. Yep. I'm going to ruin it, though. i got to go out of town. Ooh. We could be here next Friday, but the following Friday i got to be out of town. Where are you going? Europe. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. For vacation? Psyched. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. My brother, my younger brother is in the military, in the army, and he's stationed outside of Venice. Wow. So we're going to do like... How'd you get stationed outside of Venice? I don't know, dude. That was a dream for yeah. sure. Yeah. What the heck? And um, he's been there for like two years. So I'm going to do a week in Portugal and then a week in Italy. What boards are you bringing? I'm not whoa yeah traveling with my mom portugal no surf so donald brink who's another surfboard shaper happens to be there at the same time so i'm gonna link up with him and then i could borrow boards i'm sure but i'm traveling with my mom like she wanted to go see my little brother so i'm like oh i'll go with you and do all the driving and navigating and that sort of stuff um so then it's like well if my mom i would love to just surf but it's not as easy as just surfing no it's then like all right well what are the tides doing oh mom let's go check this nook no let's go to this one like it's too much have you surfed portugal before yeah it's a dreamy it's a dreamy little destination dude it's honestly like one of my favorite yeah. countries not only in terms of surf it's all of it you yep. know it's the food and the people and the wine and all that sort of stuff um that's the thing, dude. There's never a good month for me not to drink because there's always things like this. Well, that's what I have to drink. Sure, but that's what I'm. That's why you bake in a three floating days. Yeah. Because then, when you need to, you can. Like no, no month has more than, you know. I mean, no September. That's why it's also pegged at September, right? Like, no September has more than three days where you actually need to drink. I mean, sure, if you're traveling Europe, then you need to drink every day. Granted. See, I would aim. I would do the no drinking month in February. The yeah, shortest month. So there's so there's another theoretically this plan has three no drinking months a year. So it'll be September, February, and I think it's actually January because after Christmas, all that. Yeah. Um so if I think it was uh September, January, maybe March or April. There's one of the one pre-summer. 
All right, and what? Maybe it's May. What plan is this that you're following? Nothing. Just okay. a, just a <laughs> completely just, manufactured. Yeah, just because. All right, wow, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into uh, an exciting week between of, of surf action. Really, what's been most exciting for you? A lot of it. I mean, I think that I think for me the most exciting thing has been all the rumors swirling around Lemoore, the the Kelly Slater Surf Ranch in Lemoore, California. You the, broke it. Yeah. I broke it. What's the rumor? So the initial rumor that I heard from a great couple sources uh, that I really... So I heard the rumor, and I thought, this is absolutely epic. Then I thought, wait a second. This is something that I'm going to need to sit on and get a little more information on because it was it was so extreme. What the original rumor was that Surf Ranch, this will be the last year of the Freshwater Pro or of any, of any professional contest or CT-level contest at Surf Ranch. Um, furthermore, uh, the surf ranch is coming offline. Uh, they're going to mothball it, and you know that's that. It's a wrap. And they fired everybody. They closed down the Solana Beach office and fired everybody down there. That was the rumor. Uh, so got immediate, uh, I won't say pushback from the WSL, but a this mu- must be fixed in a retraction sort of like serious email or not email, but serious call. So are you kidding me? What like you tell me what part of this rumor is not true? The WSL has great corporate speak where they can talk around stuff, and so he it was the um, source from the WSL then said you know none of it none of this is true more or less like we are proud of Surf Ranch you know it's a ongoing concern the or a a going concern that you know it's working everybody loves it blah blah, blah you know all the all the right things but. I was real dubious because the the first sources were so, you know, such good sources. So real cockeyed about the whole thing, and then come to find out the next day, confirmation from a another two sources that for sure they will never do another CT contest there again. The surfers hate it. Uh, it's finished as an event, and but it is also the only part of the WSL's. Um, I don't know operations that actually makes money as a corporate retreat, etc. So they'll keep it open as a corporate retreat. Uh, the Solana Beach office, I'm uncertain about that. The, there was a lot of double speak from the WSL in terms of he, uh, the source said we are staffing up, um, but I was pressing him on, but where are you staffing up? Like obviously, I don't think that the, you know, Kelly Surf Technology, the Kelly Slater Wave Company or whatever it's called, is going out of business what i said specifically was the solana beach office is closing because that's where they have their headquarters did you know that yeah isn't that weird that it's in solana which it totally makes sense <clears> that they <throat> would shutter that office the claim was they're still not shuttering it but i have absolutely that why in the world would you have an office down there and an office in santa monica why not just move the whole operation up to santa well monica? i think there's a couple i think doesn't American Wave American Machines, wave machines have, have an office there too? Has it there too? So it's. I think it's just an office for engineers. But it's 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 big. I mean, it's a big office, and mm. sources again said everybody there more or less was laid off, right? And shifted up to Santa Monica. So I believe that part is true. Okay, for sure, I believe it's true that this is it, and the and that the fact that the pros hate it, I thought was the was the interesting twist. So let's back up a little bit. Number one, what's your journalistic obligation to um, print the retraction? Like, how can, what do you have to vet out 
with a rumor before you go to print? And then secondly, if the WSL calls and asks for the retraction, are you obligated to honor them? Where's the truth? So for me, uh, my own personal journalistic morals are if I hear a rumor that's, that's you know, has solid sources, uh, then I run with it, right? Like I won't run... But Some, who's to say solid sources? That's your own metric. Completely. That you're if if somebody if somebody theoretically knows, or if it's yeah, if it really, I feel if I had to reveal, which I've never once revealed a source, I never will reveal a source. But for me, I'll run it if I think if I told this person that this was the source. They would say, oh, well, you know, that makes sense. It's not just some guy on the street who heard something. Yeah. It's somebody either directly involved or with direct knowledge. So that's my, that's the bar that I jump over. Okay. Now, when the WSL calls, so the WSL is wildly, crazily secretive and uh, silly, which is why I'll, why I'll print rumor from good sources without going to the WSL first, because the WSL will always obfuscate. I said it. Obfuscate. It's such a hard word to say. That's not right either, though. Say again. I think it's obfuscate. Obfuscate. Nah. Obfuscate. The WSL will always throw smoke. (laughs) Obfuscate. The WSL will obfuscate. Obfuscate. There, you got it. You got it. Obfuscate. Yeah. The WSL will throw so much smoke that and double speak and back speak and cross speak and they're really really good at that. I don't know. I don't know. I have to assume that the secret, the secrecy, and the wild lockdown on information because there's no point or reason who cares right like it's professional surfing but it must come from Dirk Ziff I think Dirk Ziff is by nature a wildly secretive person and I feel the WSL has taken that on as its DNA to be insanely secretive to a point that's that's just silly right where they cannot say the truth ever uh it's just there's smoke, you know, and of course I understand that there's investors involved and yeah. there's, there's reasons why they do that, but it gets to the point to be silly where, so I'll just run, if I have a decent rumor, I'll run. When the WSL calls me for a retraction, I'll really pepper who calls with, you tell me something directly, right? You say, this is true or this isn't true, and rarely can they. There's a lot of back double cross speak. So then I'll print what they told me with a my own take on it, which, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical, I'm skeptical or I'm dubious, which is, which is what I did, you know, for the wave pool thing is ran the first rumor, ran the WSL's take on it with my own cockeyed semi disbelief. And then ran the follow up, which is, I was totally, I wasn't right on all of it, but I was right on the major point of surf ranch is no longer a viable event space for, I mean, a viable Tour stop stop. Uh, but the, did the WSL ever confirm that? No, so it's still a rumor. It's still a rumor. Okay. They did not confirm it. But it's I all had, I had a semi confirmation of well, you know, dot 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 from people near the WSL. It's funny. Um, you say the WSL is great at corporate speak. I feel like they're terrible at corporate speak. They enact it all the time. They enact it all, but the time. they're not good at it because there's other times. Except Eric Logan would be the ex- exception of the rule because. We got charmed by him, you know, but the other, everybody else that tries to do it, you're not even charmed by it. You're just confused. That's, I mean, that's the thing though, is their, their mandate of secrecy, I think, I guess, yeah, they're not good at it, but that's what they do all the time. And, And their mandate of secrecy, I think, goes against every kind of feeling that they're trying to you know, to market, right? That it's surfing, it's fun. I mean, what, I did the story yesterday uh, about 
so that WSL's media package is up, right? Like, and or right. they did a deal with Fox and Facebook, and I think both of them are up uh, pre-Olympic, so either up this year or next year. So they're renegoti- or negotiating. Uh, and there was a story yesterday in, in a business journal or sports business journal about um, yeah them being in the perfect position with the Olympics coming up. Uh, and with their, the quote was, with their young, funky, and opinionated audience right. uh, to maximize, you know, their next deal. Um, and the whole thing was so littered with, so, okay, if, if really, WSL, if you're honestly trying to appeal to a, quote, young, funky, and opinionated audience, all this crazy-ass business speak is none of that stuff, right? Like, yeah. why can't, I mean, ASP days... You know, of course, I hate, I hate to be, you know, looking back with rose-colored lenses at the ASP days. But it was it was very clearly kind of funny and out of control. Like different stuff would happen all the time, and there was never any real successful, at least, attempt to business speak the thing. But the corpo speak that comes out of Santa Monica is mind-blowingly idiotic. It drives me absolutely crazy. I mean, that's also why the ASP wasn't sure. a viable business. Sure. Totally, you know? but I hate it. I hate yeah. I hate corpo speak. Maybe more as much or more than I hate anything else. You it's know a, what it needs? It's an absolute disaster. Their corpo speak. I think uh, as we kind of look back on the last couple of years, I think one thing that the WSL is missing is just a visionary leader. There's a number of different people giving little bits of input here and there, but there isn't a vision. You know, and Sophie as a CEO isn't that person. But, I mean, I think I'm, I think there is a vision. The problem is the vision sucks. Like the vision of the WSL is it's cobbled together though. Like but, whose vision is it? I mean, I think it's it's probably Dirk Ziff. Probably trickles down or trickled up to Dirk that like okay, I, I'm owning professional surfing, right? It probably was clear early ish on, and maybe it was clear from the start for them that the tour is not will is not and will never be a moneymaker. But what it can be is a loss leader to promote the surfing lifestyle, right? Which now they're with Elo and the rest of it. They're trying to mark this surfing lifestyle as a thing where the quote from uh, their chief marketing officer, the backward fin, Beth, yeah. uh, what, the person who came after backward fin, Beth, Beth I guess, uh, says something about, you know, surfing has this great core fan base, more or less, and always had this great f- core fan base, you know, and we're expanding that community, the community of, you know, of surfing to people so people can experience this community, right? Yeah. So obviously we've talked about on the show a bunch of the WSL's mission and vision to, you know, monetize surfing, not competitive surfing. Right. And so, but it's, but it's this big safe space of, I think, you know, yoga retreats and happy families. And I, don't, I mean, it's, it's this piece of, piece of garbage, I think, what their but vision is. That, that image isn't, um, isn't a visionary. Like, it's not like somebody came in and was like, this is what we're going to be. Fire on all cylinders, create the marketing, all that sort of stuff. It's kind of an amalgam of everybody's different ideas and it changes from year to sure. year as well. They're kind of constantly adapting, which I do like. I like their ability to kind of adapt quickly. But I think a lot of it, I mean, firstly, it's a lot of it's a reflection of things that we talk about on this show. And even you mentioned in that article about Sophie's quote was, you know, the audience is this opinionated, young, blah, blah, blah. It's what Beach Grid is. She yeah. was referencing what Beach Grid is because point at any other surf media outlet and that's not a accurate representation of those 
there's no outlets. Opinion. I don't think there's right. uh, there's very little opinion out there. Exactly. I think. So it's like what you guys are selling and what you guys are proud of and what you're championing to the uh, everybody else is what Beach Grid is doing or the comment section is doing or whatever. But you're also not supporting us or you're not really um, empowering us to do our job. I mean, it's wild. Like, it's funny. I was thinking on the way up here, uh, we didn't talk about it or haven't talked about it yet, but I wanted to ask you, uh, when the WSL rolled out kind of their, I think it was Eric Logan rolled out like the slate of upcoming programming that yes. they're getting involved in, there was a, quote, suite of podcasts, right? I saw that. Uh, so they're they're launching a whole podcast, a, you know, clearly more than one. It wasn't just going to be WSL. It was going to be a, quote, cool. suite of podcasts with some podcast company that I never heard of, obviously. But yeah. uh, and so I was wondering, did they reach out or had they reached out to you? No. Which is absolutely insane to me is that instead of there's already how many great surfing podcasts are there? I mean, let's I won't even call this one great. But let's talk. I mean, we have Ain't That Swell. We have... You know, so, I mean, you're you're one with Scott. There's so many that that have been around for a long time. Yeah. Instead of creating a quote suite of podcasts with someone from Colorado or wherever it was, wherever that podcast company was, why not, for once in your stinking lives, reach out to people actually doing doing the thing and who have been doing it well and say, hey, we're going to use our platform. Uh, if you would, you know, if you would like to be part of this, we have a platform. You have an audience. Uh, you know, you're our mouthpiece, more or less. I mean, yeah. we're surfings. You've been doing it. You're been around for a long time, et cetera, et cetera. Let's figure out a way to partner. But it's wild to me, wild to me that they don't. And also, I'm just going to get on my soapbox right here and just go. Because, go. Uh, so here's the thing. I'll always get from the WSL. When I do something that they think is wrong, and I've heard this week also, which made me so happy, uh, that the WSL sits around, there's regular meetings in Santa Monica in the high tower, just frustration, just hand-wringing and head-slapping about Beach Grit. Uh, just, you know, Beach Grit again, put something out, da-da-da-da-da, you know, frustration, regular frustration with Beach Grit. Awesome. So when I do something that's bad enough or they think is bad enough or they think they need to reach out for attraction or, or reach out and give me a knock, even if what I reported was essentially correct, or the rumor was essentially correct, they will always dangle at the end the carrot of, hey man, if you can, like for this last one, the specific was, if you retract and you do it sincerely and quickly and honestly, if you retract this, you know, it will go a long way towards helping, you know, us partner in the future. At this point, this carrot has been dangled so often that it's just laughable to me now. Or oh, fuck your carrot. Like there's never been any partnership. Never, 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 never once. Even an attempt. Never even a email or call. The the closest, literally the closest. There's been two. The one was when Sophie brought us all up to Surf Ranch, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So there was one attempt to kind of, I guess, break bread. No follow up. No nothing after that. And then when Elo came on and shot me an email, and I think you an email too, like his early introduction was like, hey, you know, I know that in the past, uh, kind of the core surf media, whatever, has been has been ignored, and, and let's fix that. And nothing, you know, so those two times, that's it. I will constantly have the carrot dangled in front of me, like shape up and we can maybe do something. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, it's almost too late, right? Our audience has grown to the point now where you need us. Uh, yeah. We don't. We don't need you. Like, right. and we're like. I mean, I hate to pound my chest about Beach Grit, but 
but beach grid is real right it's i mean it's this real organic thing it's not manufactured it's not corpo speak we make mistakes all day every day with it just because it's so derek and i don't know what we're doing but we're trying the best we can to build something that is meaningful to people right and and that reflects the way i feel about surfing and the way derek feels about surfing and i think the love we have for surfing the parts that you know, I enjoy about it, the parts Derek enjoy about it. And maybe that's not the same for other people. Maybe people get furious about Beach Grit for being too caustic or too, yeah. you know, too catty or whatever, whatever the problems people have with Beach Grit. And that's totally fine. But that's what make me laugh about surfing, right? Is that is the grumpy local, the funny parking lot conversations, the, the critiques, the but then also just the real joy in, you know, in paddling out and all of it, all of it. Uh, I feel that the WSL has no native appreciation of surfing. They're trying to build something that they can either sell later or that they can market. There's no heart behind it, really. I mean, I think there's wonderful people who work there who do have Correct. heart. Like, I think Pat O'Connell, obviously. Like, And so many characters. You know, Devin Howard. I mean, phenomenal characters who are there in Santa Monica. It just doesn't seem like they're being tapped uh, for, you know or not at least driving the main thrust of what the WSL is. So again, at this point, fuck the carrot. Like, and or let's partner. WSL, you need Beach Grit. You need this audience. Come and make, or and you need podcasts. Like, yeah. come and make a meaningful, at this point, apologetic. We're, we've tried to do this by ourselves. We've literally tried to recreate the wheel, completely ignoring the voices that have existed in the space for a long time. And we're sorry, and we'll do a better job. Or how can we help you? Like, they yeah. need us, I feel, truly. They need us more than we need them. Wow, Chaz. That was a soapbox you're right on there. You're roll, dude. That I didn't want to interrupt. Um, <laughs> when you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInJobs.com surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free that's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free terms and conditions apply making my job easy this week i mean i agree with everything that you've said but they have folded in people uh, like what they haven't done for you or i let's say they haven't given us the carrot they did give devin the carrot a thousand percent but under their, they're bringing them in to be representatives of the company, basically. So like Pat O'Connell, you couldn't get somebody with more salt, you know, 
to come in and really infuse the real surf kind of culture into the offices. Fantastic. But now he is a representative of the WSL. Whereas I feel like what you're saying is, no, let's partner and we'll still be Beach Grit. Precisely. But just with access to your guys' information. I mean, exactly like, and we are doing, right? We're doing this uh, Rebel for at least one day of the Freshwater Pro. You and I yes. will we'll do the Rebel It's not figured feed. out yet, but I am committed. Okay, I'm committed too. Okay. And so I feel that if we're both committed, then we'll figure out, technically, it can't be that hard, right? I mean, we could do Correct. it through YouTube. We could, we'll figure out some way to provide a different stream where you can mute the uh, Joe Turpel, etc., and listen to David Lee, Derek Riley me whoever else we can drag into the shit show right yep and it may be an utter failure and we'll come away saying joe trapel and gang we tip our caps and apologize for every bad word we've ever said we may it may be the start of something who knows what it'll be right it'll be we're going to be flying by the seat of our pants the wsl should have heard this idea and thought Fantastic. There, we get it. There is a lot of people. Instead of defending Terpel and every everything to everybody, they should have said, "Okay, great. Well, like, you guys should come do it in here. Come yeah. sit sit in the studio. We have everything set up for you. Uh, do whatever you want. Put it through your. They're still getting the views on you know on uh, whatever on the Facebook webcast. or whatever. Yeah, they still get all those views. It's not like we're gonna pirate the stream we're pirating or not pirating anything we're just we're gonna promoting comment. the stream that's all it we're is pro- the entire thing we're doing is meant so that at whoever's listening is watching the stream which that i mean that's the funny thing is that that's all beach cred and all you know half of what we do here is talk about the wsl yeah, I, I, I am promoting the wsl's product all day every day yeah like whether they like what i'm saying is whatever but it's still we're talking about the wsl we're talking about their product uh, all the time. So, uh, so much of what we discuss here or criticize them for, they end up enacting or stop. they stop doing things that we suggest that they should. How much of that do you think is directly related to us or how much of it is, like how much of it is them listening to the show and or reading it on Beach Grit and then making those changes internally or is it just that you and I are kind of identifying something that is obvious and out in the ether and everybody has the same idea and then they're coming to their own conclusion? I don't know. I think that it's probably a bit of both, but I think that like, you know, this show and Beach Grit uh, and, you know, other podcasts too, like that are, I mean, there's so many, di- that's a crazy thing. I was really frustrated when I read about the suite of podcasts. Cause there's, yeah, I was, I was furious not for my sake like i don't i don't want to be or i don't think that we should necessarily be involved with that but i was just thinking of i mean there's so many good ones there's uh what's the one out the guys in new york who do it oh yeah swell season swell season yeah swell season is phenomenal um there there's just a lot of great earthy true organic i hate using authentic but uh, they are surf podcasts they completely that's the are. strength of podcasts is it has to start organically and authentically and and i have no there's no barrier of entry there's no financial incentive when you get into it and it it it, honest to goodness infuriates me that eric logan did not have the sense to go out and say oh there's great ones out there let's see if we can bring them in-house yeah you know it's funny i wasn't incensed at all um my general thought whenever i see a new podcast even the awk cast which is terrible like It, my thought is just the rising tide raises all ships right. at this point. Sure. Like it's a growing medium and there's a lot of people that I talk to, even young people who don't listen to podcasts. I'll mention it to them and they're just like, oh, how do I even get that? Is it on my phone? And I have sure. to walk them through it. So my thought is 
more kind of high profile entities, whether it's Aki or the WSL, creating awareness for podcasting. Then people get turned on to it and they'll want to find more content and they'll eventually find me. And I think it takes, just from experience, it takes so much, it, it takes so many reps to get good at it. So yes, they can partner with a company who knows the back end and can get the content out to the masses, but who are they going to hire to interview people? Obviously, like what's the structure of the show? It's going to be terrible. But I mean, but that's, it's going to be awful. But the, just the but the lack there, and it, I I guess I'm not furious for the podcasters who've been doing it on a like jealousy level, or I mean on a on a like uh, what what kind of level? Like on a pride level or anything? It's just it's infuriating to me that the WSL thinks so little of existing surf culture. That they're probably even, you know, vaguely aware or not even aware enough to say, oh, wait, there's a bunch of good ones already. That's I mean, I yeah. think it's I think with particularly with this podcast move that they made. Yeah, uh, it just shows a utter and complete lack of even awareness to what surfing is and yeah. a dogmatic sticking to this shit ass vision of corporate whatever it is that they're trying to build, right? Yeah. Which has nothing to do with surfing. I mean, that's a problem. Is the WSL's corporatization, corporatization, I had that one, uh, corporatization of surfing. I'm no purist. I'm no, you know, everybody's surfing's free, man, ocean's right. free. We should, nobody should make money. Great, make your dang money. But the way they're making it into basically another Silicon Valley shit office, like Facebook or Google or something, that's how it looks and feels. Yeah. And it's not authentic it's not organic and the audience that theoretical audience they're trying to build the quote community that they're trying to build you know off of beyond the core surf fan that person's not going to stick around yeah bullshit man yeah infuriating. i don't, I don't disagree well scales. we kind of buried the lead which is surf ranch is canceled next year surf ranch is canceled next year All it, it is it is it is not confirmed from the wsl right. but but my sources were absolutely Certain it is will not, and you know, from WSL, I kept getting the well, we haven't released the schedule next year, but I will tell you right here rumor good, that, uh, it's off, I, it's off, and it's, it's overdue, and, and it's partially because the surfers hate it, partially because we've been harping on it on yep. the show endlessly. Yep, like honestly, this is the number one thing that I've been harping on is get rid of that. It is so anti what we're actually trying to do, and I love it as a novelty event. I'm sure. fine with it as an, but it should not be on tour. It shouldn't be on tour. Firstly, it shouldn't go towards world title points, and it shouldn't be ranked the same as Chopu and Pipe. The uh, it's really I thought about it again this morning uh, that the surfers at that event get two practice waves. Two, yeah, they get two practice waves. Yeah. Imagine if you were a high level competitor in anything, and somebody gave you two minutes or you know okay yeah. hey you gotta you know it's the u.s open of tennis you get hey you guys everybody gets two serves and two backhands before you have to play your full first game like the lack of unprofessionality why do i keep on using stupid <laughs> words today the, and the words are getting simpler too i know it started with obfuscation <laughs> whatever and now we're on unprofessional. The, the fact that these are these are professional athletes, right? Like, I mean, I hate calling them athletes, but they are. I, I mean, mean, yeah, the and, ones and, who win are sure. And you get them; you're giving them so little 
to I mean it, it's a it makes a mockery. Be like, I mean I I could use metaphor or analogies all day long, but yeah, Tour de France and yeah, you guys get four minutes of warm up yeah. before you get get to do seven jumping jacks and two push ups and mm-hmm. then get on your bikes and go for right. 120 miles. Right. It's it's I mean it mocks that that Dan well, French mocks. But the point of doing it is if you were at an ocean event you could go down the beach and surf Precisely. to warm up for your heat so we need to provide something for them i get it i know but i know but if you just can't you've already lost the story if you're doing it in a pool i mean like now you're just trying to recreate it is such a square peg in a round hole like yep. you're trying either do it entirely from scratch and new and just force these these guys and girls are athletes who are high the best ones are trained and attuned they should be able to just go get their two waves and perform on them. Sure, but but also like even just warming your muscles up and stuff like that, right? Like even just getting into the flow of because it is the mechanical wave is strange and feels different. And I know now that most of them have ridden it a few times and it doesn't change, so they know what they're doing and yeah. all that. But even just getting the reps in, I think would be if I was a professional athlete, I would expect at least to be able. I would expect at least to have the ability. Uh, or resources to get myself into peak condition, which they don't. Stationary two bike. Two waves is nothing, though. Yeah. I, I don't know why they don't. It must be rented out for corpo events all the way up until the the freshwater pro. Because why wouldn't they open it for the three weeks before? They have in the past. Pros could come in and slot their times, you know, and you could actually get half a day in the pool or whatever. I don't know what their policy is this year, but last year they did that. But I mean, it must just be rented out again because that was the other part of the story that. I heard was that it the surf ranch up in Lamar is actually making money which that was my understanding that it was um maybe you could verify these numbers but from what i've heard over the last year or two is it costs about 11 and a half k a day in operating expenses between staff and everything and then um they're renting it for 55k yep. a day yep so that's a nice i mean the, obviously not- you got to pay back that's not all just um you know profit sure it's all not all net profit it's there's a lot of expense to pay back so that sounds like a gaudy sum but it's not no um but it is a it is a going concern a money-making venture that i mean that's a real number like you can build the business on that which that's is a viable business which is i think why they were frustrated at the at the at me for suggesting it was going to be mothballed which and the reason that i was thinking the mothballing made sense was because it was only ever begun as a test facility yeah. and i think tests done right there there's no nothing more to test there uh they just purchased or six months ago the old inland uh wave thing out in austin texas so now you have a place by population center that people actually want to go to right i figured they would take what they learned from lamore they would keep that i think they own the property and so they would keep that there and whatever but i i just thought all focus was going to turn to austin yeah uh, or shift to austin because to me, the Austin one makes sense. Where I would imagine, I know they're bigging or digging the pool deeper, or, or bigger. They that just came out in the news, um, and so I'm sh- I'm assuming they're going to have the wave sled. Which is funny. I heard some. I think I read in Beachcrest comments that the sled technology is already outdated. That, really? that that's not actually the way of the f- way of the future. What's the latest? I think people think just that the basically what American Wave Machines did in in Waco is that's the future of wave pools. That's where you can get enough pools. I mean, I'm sorry, enough waves to make the thing make sense. Where right. Kelly's sled model for a corporate retreats, great. But in terms of a open to the public, you can just never make enough waves with that. Definitely thing. not. Yeah. So they must they must be doing something in Austin that's going to 
have a new technology or that has a you know soft top wave too because i think those soft top waves are the ones that real that's where you really you know punch your ticket when you can get 10 people splashing around and you know oh got a wave yeah the way the austin one worked was the advanced surfers would be on the open face but you could ride the whitewash behind the open face and they can get 12 people on that precisely because the bottom the bottom is so much different than kelly's so they're gonna have to do something like that i'm sure and and then they just can't throw a Kelly Slater, the, they can't throw the Lamore version there right. and have it work unless they're just going to do another a, a second corporate retreat place. Yeah. Um, the corporate retreat thing, to be honest, might have a lifespan on it. Sure. It, I mean, I like just... I could see that going out of fashion in three oh, years, I mean, five I, years. I can't imagine when there's more pools around, yeah. like when the Palm, Spring one, Palm Springs one opens, right. you know, the Austin one, when more open in better places, who in the world is going to go to Lamore? I mean, honest to goodness... Lemoore is a terrible place. Like that, oh, yeah. the Central Valley there, Fresno. I mean, Fresno, I guess, might have some charm, but those little towns, Hanford, Lemoore, all those are, I mean, they're just godforsaken. It's terrible. Dude. Like, industri- you have industrial farm waste mixed with industrial uh, dairy and cattle waste yeah. mixed with, it's just industrial. It's like not, it's not quaint, it's, it's not ag- bucolic. It's all pastoral. Yeah. Big ag though. Yeah. The funniest, it was the most culturally shocking experience to go um, a couple of Novembers ago when we got invited to go surf it, to show up at the Tachi Palace, like to load my surfboards in my car, drive inland, get out of the car and it smells like manure. It's hot. I'm on a surf trip. It was, it, it just, the sun had just gone down. But it's like, okay, this is all very weird. But then walking into the Tachi was so bizarre. And like, I've traveled a bit around the world. This was as culturally foreign to me as going to a different country. Sure. Everybody, this was, the Tachi was like the only place to hang out. What I, don't, I forget what night of the week it was. But like, if you're going to go out, that's the only place to go out. There's yep. no form of entertainment anywhere else in Lemoore. There's a couple of restaurants and a little main street, but there's no entertainment. So the casino is the spot and the other there was not the only other white people i saw were the people coming to surf surf ranch and so i saw one other dude and i'm like oh he must be here for surf ranch you know and then everybody that was walking around had a rice cooker under their arm which was the funniest detail i'm like why why is that person carrying a rice cooker that's weird then look right oh that person has a rice cooker oh that person has a rice cooker turns out they were giving them away in the casino like if you did something so maybe you gave them your email address or something you get a rice cooker it was so crazy the whole thing is so bizarre yeah i mean i completely completely and that's why i didn't also feel bad about the mothball thing because for sure that place is going to get mothballed maybe not this year maybe you know they're excited about 2020 and beyond is what the what the yeah. direct or the the angry missive that flew down from Santa Monica to, to me was. But there's no way that place is going to be viable much longer, I don't think. I couldn't imagine it being. No. It was I a mean, fun novelty while sure. it lasted. And, like it blew our minds, but so much of that is worn off. And once there's once there's more, then you know, people are just gonna start booking their corporate retreat in Palm Springs or wherever else. Yeah. The um just seeing Dane Reynolds like there was a weird kind of I don't know, epiphany I had or something like seeing Dane Reynolds surf surf ranch where it's like, he's not our fallen hero, but like, he's definitely out of fashion at this point. He's like a guy that I loved. And I marinely, I mean, I remember like going surfing in the morning and with a, 
running into a buddy and just being like, dude, did you see that video Dane dropped on Marine Layer last night? Before he was even doing feature length stuff, it would just be like a two or three minute video and we would our minds would be blown by that. And we'd go home and check again, hoping he had posted something else. So somebody like Dane, who's now like raising a family and has kids and a dad bod and all that stuff, seeing him in the wave pool, I was just a part of my soul kind of got crushed a little bit, you know, and I forced myself to watch that clip for the full 60 seconds. I didn't actually the first couple of times it popped up. I just scrolled past feeling a young David crushed inside. And then the third time I'm like, I'm going to actually see what he does on this wave. And he didn't do anything interesting at all. He surfed it well. He surfs good. But it was just like, wow, I wasted another 60 seconds of my life watching that machine again. The only the only thing I think that made me really stop. Remember, I think we talked about it last time. Philippe's wave where he had like three airs. Mm-hmm. Air to barrel, something. Alley-oop, something. Yeah, yeah. that was a fun wave. But that's the last. And I've seen that now. So I, yeah. if he could do that again, and I was like, boring, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, weird time we're living in. Uh, so what's your legal obligation if they ask you to print a retraction and the information turns out to be entirely false? If I wrote something that was entirely false, uh, then I would I would apologize for it. The problem with But is them, there any legal ramification for you? I mean, I'm sure they could try at some point, but but I feel that I, I claimed it as a rumor. I didn't say okay. fact. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I claimed it as sure. a rumor and my sources were verifiably good. Like they are, they are people who are who have the right or or I can reasonably assume know what they're talking about. Uh, and so, yeah, and I'm sure, I, I mean, WCL could probably try to sue BeachCrip, but how would that look? I mean, that would be comedy for days. Yeah. I would love that. Get and, and articles prob- out of it. Oh, sure. And they would know. I mean, I'm sure they know at some level, which is, I'm sure, why there's hand-wringing and head slapping and frustration in the WSL office because how do you deal with a problem like beach grit for them yeah. right you come out hard you look bad uh, yeah. you don't do any um, sure. I think their their thing now is try not to do anything you know just be frustrated and kind of dangle a carrot every once in a while that there's never any even vague intention of going down the down the road on it's not like oh we had this plan that was specific it was just like Hey, man. And so these days, too, I will call you out again, Eric Logan, right now. Let's do something. Like, if you want to dangle this carrot, then let's do something. I would love to do something with the WSL. It's not that, I mean, I hate their corporal speak. I hate it all. But let's change the narrative. Let's actually, for the first time, involve, for for the first time since Dirk Ziff bought this thing, let's involve the core surf community. Let's figure out a way to give them something, what you know, that they want, that they like. And, And you guys can still go... Go point the you know the ship at whatever kind of inland you know Val community you want, but also recognize that there is a core demographic that you are flat out not serving. Well, they invited us um, all individually, like Surf Media, up to Surf Ranch last year for the event, and you went, I went, I put my heart and soul into it and generated a lot of content on the ground, interviewing people, all that, and I feel like. They offered me that thing. I took it seriously. They benefited from it for sure. Like we put out good content. I know you guys wrote about it a bunch sure. too. So it does work. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, and the, include us. And there's, there's something, there's, there's more things to do. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know off the, yeah, off the top of my head. I can't, I can't think of one thing right now, but for sure. If they, if they were serious about, okay, we recognize that the problem is with them is I think they, 
genuinely think because they have Sal Mascala saying, oh, hey, you guys are doing sick stuff or whatever, or Stab every once in a while coming in and saying, oh, you guys do a quality, you know, whatever, it's all good. Uh, I think they think that they're actually appealing to the core surf consumer. And so to be told they're not, I think they're like, well, yeah. yes, we are. But uh, I, I'm telling you for a fact, WSL, you do not appeal. Pro surfing appeals to the pro surf consumer. You appeal to the pro, uh, I'm sorry, you appeal, WSL appeals to the core surf consumer in spite of themselves, uh, but I think they think they appeal to the core surfer because of what they're doing. But I mean, absolutely not. So the um, the day in Tahiti that was pumping, that absolutely appeals to the core surfer. Completely. Yeah. Well, they, they, make, they make content that appeals yeah. to the core surf consumer, but it's purely in spite, not because. Right. Um, you mentioned the term safe spaces 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Was Sam George's article satire? It's ridiculous. I really wish that I, I don't know. I don't think Sam is satirical. Uh, I've heard from, particularly from Matt Warshaw, who says Sam George is deadly serious. This stuff is not typically, and Matt didn't, you know, speak to this piece in particular, but before Matt has said, Sam George is deadly serious, right? He is, he is not, he is not, yeah, being satirical. He's not making a parody of Sam George, but it reads as straight parody. It's crazy. I honestly wish he would get in the comments. Like, I kind of like that he doesn't because I can tell that he's too proud to get into the comments, right? Like he feels I'm above the, I'm above the line. And, I get my soapbox and I say my piece and then you plebes can go, you know, talk about it down there. I wish he would get in because I, I would like to know too, if he really actually believes what he's writing. Uh, if it's satirical, it was so spot on. It's well done. I was, I mean, I would really like him a lot more. I didn't know who he was. He, who was the Beach Grits resident critic? Cause it, you. it might've been long Tom though. I mean, did long Tom shame? Yeah. William. I mean, sure. In the in his recaps, oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I thought. I. Why don't you think it was you that he's referencing when he says Beach Grid's resident critic? Critic. Yeah, I have no idea. Because you I think mean, he would reference you by name? No, but I also I feel that Long Tom is also critical. But I no, I think you're. If you just go, who's Beach Grid's critic? It's you. You're the one who's taking the piss out of everything. It's just like. Irregardless, it's irregardless. Irregardless, whether it's whether irregardlessly it's, mental. Yeah, irreg- irregardlessly, uh, whether it's Long Tom or me, the idea his his whole point was so laughably oh misguided. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so good. But so, do you want to break it down? What he first of all, he never even made a point. No, there was it no was point. Strictly to talk about him charging sunset at one point. Yeah. Like the whole article was about him charging sunset. So it's like 2000 words about a heat that he had where he paddled out at big sun like that first that he's not scared of big waves, right? That he's he's surf big Tahiti, big whatever, big whatever, big whatever. Like he he laundry list of the big waves, I mean maybe it wasn't big Tahiti, but it was like, you know, big steamer lane or something, right? Like he a list of big wave or times he's been out where it's real big that he doesn't care about. And then he transitioned to but he was in a heat at sunset where it was, you know, big enough to make him feel scared. So he, to make a very long story short, uh, didn't paddle or was paddling for the horizon. Somebody in the channel yelled, hey, that wave's not going to break. You got it. Or, you know, you can catch that one. It was a big bomb. He tried to turn around, and catch it, but he'd already chickened out so much that he was not in position, came in, lost the heat. And the beach announcer, announcer shamed him by saying, 
in third place or fourth place, or whatever, whoever lost the heat, Matt or Sam George, sorry, Sam, no guts, no glory. And then transition to how we shouldn't make fun of or, or shouldn't shame anybody for not going. If you don't have the guts to go, you cannot shame a person for not going. Basically saying we shouldn't be talking crap about William Cardoso in Tahiti. Yeah. Because we wouldn't go. And those waves are big and treacherous and they are legitimately scary. So if he backed out, he had legitimate reason to back out. And I know because I did this in Sunset at one point. But what the point that he was making, first of all, who writes the headline? Did he write that? or No, Derek. Derek okay, so the headline reads, Sam George, post Tahiti Pro. The case for protecting pro surfers from accusations of cowardice. And then the subtitle says, let's make pro surfing a safe space. Yeah. So that's Derek? For sure. Oh, okay. That, that, okay, that, because that. if Sam wrote that, I was like, whoa, dude, yeah, wait a yeah, second. No, no. But here's my point. That's Derek, twisting, twisting the knife a bit. My point about when I said Sam never made his point, all Sam did was tell a story about him being shamed by an announcer and saying that we shouldn't shame William Cardoso. My thought is, why not? Yeah. Like, what... To what end? Like, why shouldn't we shame them? Because what does that do for anybody? I think like I, protecting somebody from ridicule when they didn't do their job that they're hired and paid to do. What does that do for anybody? I mean, Sam deserved to get shamed there. And I hope that he wore his shame. And I hope the next time he was out and ready to scratch over that he used that shame to kick into something. I totally. mean, shame, uh, like, it's almost not even worth really talking about. I was going to write a rebuttal, but then the comments were so good on it, and yeah. everybody said everything that I was going to say. And we had talked about the last show, too, is you don't need to be able to do something to be able to talk about something. I mean, it, it is a such a ridiculous, false, you know, yeah. false, what? False analogy. No, false, really failing in my... Yeah, being so, sure. It's being, just wrong-headed. Being, being sober is difficult. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just... It doesn't. Yeah, I can talk about whatever I want. I don't need to go do the thing to be to have an opinion about it and to state my opinion. If people don't like my opinion, they don't have to listen. And or you know, if somebody shamed me for something I wrote badly that I knew I wrote badly, something that I really failed on. I mean, we talked about it already when we got shamed for or did we talk about it? The, all the shame copped for rolling over in front of Elo, well deserved. I took that. I've internalized it and I thought, you know, and, and there was a plan you take parts of it. Sure. And there was a kind of a deeper plan that I had, but I totally understand that how it came across and where that shame, like, yes, shame. The criticism that we received for that only generated more downloads. Sure. But it's, and, it, and it's the same thing for Sam. It's the same thing for William. It's like more people have said William's name because of that than anything that he's done in the last, well, I guess he won Uluwatu last year, but yeah, like it only use it and let it empower you leverage yeah. it like it's if your feelings leave your feelings out of it sam like you know how many people heard were heard uh that him getting shamed over the loudspeaker that day in sunset i don't know maybe there were a hundred people on the beach if that if that how many of them thought about it for one second after the fact? Zero. None. Yeah. And he's carrying this 30 years later, 20 years later, and sympathizing with William. But again, I mean, in, like, shame is good, which it was, is. Which was our whole a point. Purpose. And it was our whole point. And again, like we talked about it last time, about being out in the water, right? You're the one in position for the next big set. It's You don't want it. You know, I mean, I've been there. Like, 
and then I half paddle for it and feel horrible later. Yeah. And really, I really try to purpose my life. If I'm going to paddle out anywhere, uh, to be, don't shoulder hop. Don't you know take the in betweeners. Like go and charge the. Yeah. You know, I mean, get your set and because that feeling of shame is worse than the feeling of a wipeout, right? Yeah. Or the Generally, feeling yeah. feeling of getting pounded. And so go take your beatings and you know but shame is what pushes oftentimes is what pushes you beyond your comfort zone and criticism has very valuable you know it's it's a valuable thing to incentivize people and also just to kind of prop up the whole like surfing is better with criticism professional surfing is better with criticism films better with criticism are better with professional critics writing about them music all food like all of it i mean it crit- serves a real purpose criticism is what actually makes things better or totally. the next time around totally. like i mean and these are valid critiques of william this isn't just you know no. trying to be rude no and i would love i mean honestly i would respect william so much if he just came out before that tahiti event or at the next big wave like if there's a next you know at pipe. pipe if pipe is pumping and William goes on the beach and just says, I'm not paddling out. Like, I am scared. Uh, I wish I wasn't, but I am. Uh, and, I mean, you know, at that point, he should probably drop off tour. But uh, yeah. he may this year anyway, right? Or is he already requalified versus I don't the... think he is. He's way down. Yeah. I so, haven't checked, but... Will I end? But, um, yeah. But use it. Well, I mean, if he cares, he can use it. If he doesn't care, great. Then just get off tour. I just... There's no benefit that comes from protecting someone surfing from criticism nope like there's zero benefit so his entire sam's entire premise for the piece was so misguided and just wrong you know but i also so so love that sam george writes for beach crit i mean i want i can't wait for the next one the fact that he's even interested in doing it is a real feather in the cap i cannot wait for the next one yeah i'm surprised that he continues like he cops a lot of heat in the comments section but i think in the same way that i mean he must know that you know i still got it is he that's what he must be thinking is ooh, i can i can still get the conversation going yeah maybe he's got he's got to be feeling that it sounds like he has enough he sounds like he has more ego and um sensitivity than that i heard i heard that he does not drink but i would really love to buy that man a drink and just and just have a chat you don't drink either yeah, well, I would, I would that day, brethren, but he dude. doesn't. <laughs> um, we should get wrapping up pretty quickly. But did you want to talk at all about the Challenger series, the changes that the WSL is making on the QS level? I, also, something we've talked about. Yeah, exactly. I haven't, I haven't looked deeply into them, but it seems like the exact right direction to go, right? Yeah, there's going to be eight, eight ten thousand events, I guess, and then a bunch of lower level. The only beef I have with it is the the quality of waves yeah. for those ten thousand is pretty lousy. I mean, they're all pretty rotten places. It'd be pretty epic, yeah, if they put, um, I don't know. Yeah, good quality waves, obviously, but I, I don't understand. We already have 10,000s on tour. So is there going to be a tour of surfers just doing 10,000 events? And that lower tier, you have to work your way through and get to maybe the top 10 of that to go on to the 10,000 events? That was my reading. Okay. And but the ten thousand events can go down and surf down below, but it seemed like you would have to get some kind of numbers. Your numbers good enough to be able to surf a ten thousand. Gotcha. That it's not just going to the ten thousand events are not going to be you know one hundred and fifty teats. Gotcha. Um, you know what it felt like to me? It feels like this democratic uh, race that we're having just right way now. Way too many people. Yes, dude. Yeah. There's like so many, and I feel like next time 
it's going to be 100 candidates. Yeah. If we had 25 this time, it's going to be 100 candidates in four years from now. And it's become such a cluster where it's like the, even like the most capable, talented people are just now stuck in a bunch of white noise yeah. where they can't really showcase their talent. You know, like there's legitimate, like, I don't know, I love Matt Banting as a surfer. Sure. But it's like he can very easily, or Jack Robinson loses heats all the time on the QS because there's just that many people and there's that much chaos. Well, and the, and the, the waves aren't. Yeah, that great. Yeah, I because mean, there's by and large because the way the system is, it's like, well, we got to go surf one foot Japan, one foot Brazil, half of the time, and you're liable to lose a heat. If this if this is where the whole WSL is going, though, I mean, I'm again the, with the I get I get all the criticism for what they did for the big wave surfer, the big wave uh, yeah world tour by cutting it down to two events and then having a free for them. Uh, where you know surfers have to get there on their own dime, where the WSL is going to make content that they sell, you know clearly, or that they they benefit from, you know, on the backs of these surfers who they're no longer paying prize money for, you know, whatever. Like the the way that they kind of kneecapped big wave surfers and that thing, yeah, uh, was rude. But but also, who cares? I mean, I care. But the big wave surfers should completely form a union. I think they should organize and refuse to surf unless they're getting, you know, price part or uh, if they're not participating in the money the WSL is making off those things, right? Interesting. I mean, for the free surf especially, and yeah. there's few enough. But long way around to the point of if the WSL is moving to a slam, a slam format, I totally back it. Which it feels like this ten thousand point thing is a step in that direction, where you have your tour kind of is your sub. Yeah, yeah, qualifying thing, and then your big ones are just slams or majors, right? Where you have pipe, chopu, J Bay, uh, kick me some more here, France. You have like six. I yeah, think, I think you do six slams a year, and then you have the tour, and that way the tour, your development tour, what's it called? Development challenger series. series. Challenger series. Your challenger city series. You could actually put it in good waves then. If yeah, exactly. If you're having the slam thing, because I would watch a Challenger series if it was in good waves. I will not watch it at Huntington. Right. But I Which will is watch one of the spots. Precisely. But I will watch it at, you know, if it was at Pipeline. Even or, something like Snapper. Sure. I would completely. Lowers, lowers should absolutely be a how epic? Series. How epic would Karama's, Lowers, yeah. uh, Snapper, I mean, Stinkin' Bell's a Challenger series. You would need, yeah, you would need a wave of consequence on there too. Sure. For sure. Cloud break. Uh, because that's the problem is guys like William can do well on the QS and then go and not paddle out at Chopu yep. know, or not get a wave. But it's but the but the slams where you can everybody can get around. It's the only the best, right? There's no noise. Yeah. If they did, the, I mean, how great would it be? Again, if the slam was just a one day, you know, best day of the year at Pipeline, Completely. best surfers, one day. Tangentially. I'm wondering, too, at this point, if the WSL is trying to be everything to everyone and kind of dropping the ball in a lot of areas because of it. Like, if they just focused on having the best tour for high-performance shortboarding, forget about Big Wave, forget about making a bunch of surf videos, you know, documentary-style videos, um, forget about longboarding, you know, would it be a, a better tour and a better use of their resources? I still think, I still think the best surfer in the water isn't not the one having the most fun, but is the one who can. That's what makes Wyan's like, uh, what his mistake, his poor performance cowardice. at Chopu, his cowardice at Chopu, disturbing. Because now he's, I, I can't even look at him and think he's a 
he's even in the halfway running to be the best surfer in the world. Where that's what makes Gabe, you know, and John John and these guys the best surfer in the world is the fact that they can. And I mean, I think there's a a history of this in surfing from you know Kelly Slater, Andy Irons, Robert Bartholomew. These guys who you have to charge right. Like where if it was just about trickeration. That's not a surf tour I want to see. I want to see them charge, and I want to see them surf well, small waves and and bigger waves. I don't yeah. care if they surf big, big waves. Like I don't think if you made them paddle out of Jaws, because that's big wave surfing. I, I think is an entirely different. I mean, but it, John John would go. Sure, John John would go. Kelly would go, and that's why John John I think you know, and Kelly takes them to even totally. a, a the next level, like above Gabe. The day Gabe paddles Jaws. Now we're talking about Gabe. I would, if Gabe paddled Jaws, I would regularly and or Mavericks and or whatever. I would put Gabe up with John John and Kelly as like, you know, in the trinity of yeah. surf gods. I think Gabe would do it tomorrow, if if it was going to be related to the world title sure. or something he's doing with the WSL. I have no doubt, it. and he would rule it out there. That yeah. I think. I wonder if sometimes I don't have any doubt of loves Gabe or Gabe Gabe's love for surfing but it seems like guys like Kelly and John John you know if it's on somewhere they can't help but be out there totally I don't see Gabriel in like you know last minute cloud break run right like you never see he does what he does to win yeah at the CT where I feel John John and Kelly love surfing so much that they'll go somewhere even if it screws them on the CT right they'll go risk getting injured to snag some epic swell some weird outer reef somewhere yeah. or some reef pass just because they they love surfing that much yeah i think that's true about gabriel and maybe adriano but i think it's a little bit different for maybe felipe and idolo like felipe and idolo feel like they would just hang out at the beach all day and surf regardless of contest sure you know? um trickeration trickeration is that that's Add a, that to the list. Trickeration is like I feel it's like a mid '90s. Some sports broadcaster used trickeration. Really? Lot. Yeah. Huh. I was like his. His. I thought you just made it up. Nope. That was his signature. Um, trickery wasn't good enough. Nope. It's trickeration. Okay. Fair yeah. Uh, Barreler Notches. Yes. Reality TV. WSL has a bunch of shows. I'm gonna, slated. I'm gonna say nah. Okay. I'm gonna say reality TV jumped the shark. Uh, five years ago, six years ago, where it, it's just poorly scripted TV now is all it is because none of it's actually real. Like all of the situations people get put in and the way they, they react in that situation is just as artificial as scripted programming. Yeah. And so why not just script something, right? And the what the WSL, if WSL was doing an honest to goodness behind the scenes something, I'm interested in that. I'm not interested in a That's reality. documentary. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in a documentary. I'm not interested in, re, quote, reality TV. Because the whole thing is being produced. Uh, it's just a worse version of scripted programming. What was the pinnacle of reality TV for you? I think the pinnacle was probably early days Bachelorette. Like really? Like the Bachelorette number four. When my I was just amazed. Now it's old and boring. But when all those men were vying for the hand of one woman and getting emotional in the hot tub, like hot tubs full of men of theoretically straight men. Yeah. Just sitting around. That was peak reality for me. Like, yeah. Bachelorette season four or five. Yeah. The worse it was, the better it was. Precisely. Precisely. And it was that. So I remember like working restaurant jobs in college and stuff and getting home at like, you know, midnight and putting on E and watching 
uh, Jessica Simpson's reality show sure. in the middle of the night and just being dumbfounded, like slack jaw, just like what? Yep. Is going. She is so dumb. Yeah. And her husband, her like beefcake Nick, Nick, husband, Nick Lachey. Yeah. Just like rolling his eyes you know like oh my god i married this woman but it was so entertaining it was entertaining in the way that fast food is enjoyable sure just like i'm gonna feel terrible about myself afterwards but i can't stop i feel that but anything that comes out like that now is just straight up manufactured it's somebody playing the role of a reality person completely like you're absolutely right about it having jumped the shark i've uh stumbled across real housewives of whatever mm-hmm. you know and it was shocking how clearly produced it was and how set up the scenarios were and how like okay how do you feel about this person okay like we're gonna go to the dinner and then you have to ask her about that while you guys are at dinner together you know like it's so evident that it is all scripted which made it less enjoyable but it was still it still had some of the empty calories sure. entertainment that are somewhat enjoyable I mean, it's, just, it's the same as watching a soap opera right like you know it's just or wrestling it's, yeah it's bad tv but it's it's still fun but it, it just got to the point where it's not even fun to me anymore yeah, that kind really of empty it. calories i would way rather well, watch so that, something else that was my thought about the wsl thing is what what is the reality reality supposed to show what's the what's we the don't premise know yet. it's just a an untitled well, un we know that Cameras, we know cameras show. have been following Kelly around for the last year. So is it going to be like, time? Is it going to be? I mean, that's okay. Like if it's an so HBO that, style behind the scenes, but that could be a do, that would be a documentary. Sure. And then the one thing that they said about the reality was there was going to be a sh- reality show based out of Surf Ranch. So I don't know if it's for this contest only or if it's based on the people working there dealing with the corporate retreat stuff. I have no idea what the concept is. Oof. But that's what the Oof. release said. I mean, do you think that they would they would go down the road of like inviting 10 hopefuls to surf ranch for a you know like film in the tachi like the relationships and all that for a chance you know, to, to one of the, like doesn't ufc do something have a couple reality shows like so that? that i forget who it was that i was talking to that explained it to me but it's now coming back to me it's like the ultimate fighter yeah they're doing exactly. a show that's like the ultimate fighter and i think the working title is the ultimate surfer oh my goodness which is the worst title ever oh my goodness and it's based off of that template where it's like get a bunch of surfers together do a tournament to find out who the best so maybe that one is done at surf ranch an awful idea like it's the worst idea the the times i've tapped into ultimate fighter there's actual stakes like getting the crap beat out of you is the stakes yeah uh for surfing there's no there's no stakes i mean i guess you could say hey you were going to give you a place on tour and you're gonna have to place somewhere yeah. they can't give a place on tour you have to earn that through points so what a like hundred grand prize at the end or something so who cares like so there's no you know stakes what, you know what i think the biggest misstep is is there's not going to be any conflict yeah. like the reason why the real housewives are interesting um or the ultimate fighter is interesting is because they're out for blood like those women want to be queen b and to have more instagram followers than the other one and they will cut a bitch to do it you even know? And, and i yeah i and guess the same to, thing with those guys sure they'll bash your face in and they'll subvert you in the house they'll like steal your protein whatever so that you can't train adequately and then it like that's what they're doing yes yeah, the surfers will not, not do that. No. there's no chance that they'll do that nope whether you're following them around on the ct or manufacturing it by putting them all in a house to surf against each other it's not going to happen. No, and if especially not in the 
WSL's mandate of making everything a mushy, soft, happy, safe space, cotton candy filled nothingness, right? So then it just becomes documentary. It'll just be, it'll be watching pretty dull people doing something that looks sexy, and yeah. that'll be it. Yeah. Boo. All right, so we're going nah, nah. on reality TV. Not even a Kelly barrel. Nothing. Okay. All right. Barrel or not, nah, tank tops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Barrel. All day, every day. The WSL uh, longboard jerseys are, are tank tops. Tanky. They are, aren't they? Yeah. I was trying to figure that out. Why Why that French dude who lost his mind is baggy so much, but they're tank tops. Yep. You're Strange. A, you're a fan. Why? Why? Okay. In longboarding, help me understand this. Surfing too, for this matter. What the heck is the point of a singlet? Like for this for the QS, I get because there's so many out there yeah. and the judges may not know and all this kind of stuff. For the CT, every judge knows every one of those guys by style alone. Every surf fan, what we all know them. You and I do. Sure, but like you got to play to the dumbest, play down to the dumbest common denominator. But they they it's not like they're it's not football. They don't have helmets on. They, they could zoom in on their faces there's yeah. kelly there's kelly now taking the wave right every like there's no point for a singlet in, at the qs level yes yeah. but at the ct level and especially not at the longboard level there's no point for a jersey yeah zero so if you're i'm gonna walk through it if you're a brand new viewer for the first time turning on surfing and there's a heat with a kelly slater versus gabriel medina they're and different they're, people in the water. You see that they're different people. <laughs> they're not hidden behind anything. They're wearing different things naturally. Right. Uh, right. The camera can go in and look at their face. The camera can slow down. And, I mean, there's there's zero point in it. There's no time that the camera is so far back and something's happening that you're even the virgin viewer. So you the know, virgin viewer who has the volume down and they see a surfer stand up on a wave and they see the scoreboard that says Kelly Slater with this score and Gabriel... And Kelly stands up on the wave. Their volume is down. How do they know if that's Kelly or Gabe? Because they look at the person and they can see the Kelly's face. But they face, don't know what Kelly. Gabe's they're a virgin viewer. Sure, they could have Kelly's face, and I mean, same diff. They 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 would know somebody's up and riding, even if one's blue and one's white. You know, same difference. I mean, like you could have Kelly's face and Gabriel's face instead of a blue or white icon. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's honestly, in, in, at the there's CT very level, little, very little reason. At the CT level, I'll say there's zero reason for them to be in singlets. Yeah. Like, unless they thought they were going to sell them, which to me, you would think that the WSL could even, uh, I don't know if they would get, you know, any, obviously they might not get any money from it, but just think how excited the uh, surf brands would be. If they could actually have their guys out in the water in their product that wasn't obscured by. Uh, you know, a, a hideous-looking singlet. Well, that's the purpose of the singlet. To obscure why? Why no, not? It's a billboard for the sponsors of the event. Oh, I guess so. I guess that's All why the they do it. All the sponsors' logos are on it. That's why they do that's it. That's what it is. Damn it. Yes. Well, you found a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I'm I'm down with tank tops. Really? I would I would actually. Devin Howard is listening. I would wear if he could send me a longboard singlet. I would wear it around town. I'm I would sure proudly wear my WSL. Like I want a competition one though. I don't yeah. want like I want or whatever whatever their fake competition version is. Dude, where do they all end up? I have no idea. Every single event has unique ones. Yep. That are only used for one event. They don't auction them. They don't sell them. Where they the heck do those things go? Landfill. Wow. Straight into the they dig them into the coral reefs. They just throw them out in the ocean at yeah. the end of the event. <laughs> they get one of those t-shirt launchers and shoot it out there. <laughs> Aim for a seal. Um but you're down with tank tops in your daily wear. Too. Oh yeah, like I've seen you oh, yeah. tank tops oh, yeah. before. Oh yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not down with it. Get down with it. No, 
Hand dragging. Kinda... Why? Why not? Um, what, what do you have against tank tops? I'm modest. Really? Yeah. Got to cover up as much skin as possible. Man. Don't want to freak the ladies out. Feels good. Yeah. Feels good to let it let it all out. Yeah, maybe. Give it a go. All right. Put a tank top on. All right. Try to break my conservative ways. Yeah. Uh, all right. So barrel on tank tops. Final barrel or nah? Long hair on a dude. I'm gonna go. It's a hard one. It is. Uh, I'm gonna go. Wow. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna give this one a thoughtful a thoughtful pause. And I'm just gonna go barrel. Some guys, not every guy. You gotta pick one, dude. It's barrel You're or all not. All in or all out. Oh, okay, then I'm all out. If it's if it's in general, no. Some guys do well with long hair. Brad Pitt. Ooh, Interview with the Vampire. Well, I was thinking very fine long hair. I was thinking um, when he was Tristan. The, then too. What was that movie? In a river runs through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Brad Pitt does a mean long hair, but not every man can pull off long hair. And I would argue more don't than do a thousand percent i agree yeah. that's why it's not a barrel yeah. but if you were going to say on some men if the question was barrel or not nah, long hair on some men i would say barrel a wise woman once told me she was like dudes with long hair can either be super hot or super creepy and the answer lies in the, what kind of shoes they're wearing interesting fascinating what was it? What was a creepy shoe? Like if it was a long hair and a croc, a bejeweled cowboy boot or something. It doesn't have to be that extreme. It's more subtle than that. Like let's say full white bulky New Balances. Okay. That a dad would wear. Yep. With long like hair. Like if you see those creepy. shoes and you know the guy has long hair, you don't need to look at his face. Yeah. You know. Creepy. He creep. He works at a video store. That is an absolute Crocs. Would that be is a an astute observation from Birkenstocks that would be another one. Yeah. Creepy. It's another hippie. Yeah. Oh, dirty hippie. Uh, what was I going to say? I had something. Oh, how how long? What's the longest your hair has ever been? Shoulder length. Shoulder length. Yeah. When I was like in eighth grade, ninth grade, like when I really identified, like found my identity as a surfer, like yeah. discovered the beach. Started standing, you know, transitioned off the boogie board onto the surfboard and like going into high school and there's jocks and there's And you were a kids. surfer. I'm like, I'm going to be the surfer. Long hair surfer. Threw my hair out. And then like I saw a photo. I think we had to do school pictures and I like got those pictures back and saw what I looked like. I had a real coming to terms like, well, I think it's time to go to the barber. Yeah. That looks ridiculous. Fantastic. Yeah. What wow. about you? Yeah. Shoulder, I think. Yeah. Shoulder length. What age? Oh, I was. It was later, unfortunately. It was probably collegey somewhere. I think it. I think I just kept not going to get a haircut, and then it just got down there. And then I was like, "Uh oh!" And then got a haircut. But yeah, I've I've had longer hair. You know, through multiple stages of my life, Have never you? never down to the shoulders again. That was the one. But yeah, yeah you know, I've gone well below the ears. I That's mean, funny. Yeah, you kind of are right now. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, pretty shaggy. Most of my. Um I don't know, uh, aesthetic choices for myself, my own appearance, are due to stuff like that, laziness. Yeah, it's just completely. like, oh, I didn't get around to going to you know, the barber. I won't, I won't shave for yeah, so often too. because it's such a hassle to shave. Yeah, me too. Speaking of, are we going to talk about our new our new sponsor on Next here? week. Oh, sweet. They're sending product this okay, week, good. and once we get the product, then we'll hype good. it next week. Excited. Yeah, it's a good good sponsor. I was thinking, I mean, just to tease it a bit, I was thinking when you texted yesterday, is this an okay sponsor? And I was thinking, hmm. And then I thought, well, of course it is. 
we opened this podcast, I feel, all those years ago, talking about grooming. Did talking we? Talking about washing hair. Oh, that's right. So it's the, it's the very DNA of the show. We've just, right. we've just it is, gone away from it. It's a very organic sponsor in that regard. Got to come back. Got to come um, back to our roots. So I still haven't washed my hair, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, talking about a Dale Webster thing, I am well into my fifth year of not washing my hair. Epic. Yeah, you are the Dale Webster because I've washed mine off, on and off in between there. Yeah. Dale Webster. Yeah. Pretty proud of it. It's my biggest contribution to surfing because I get so much feedback from listeners. Did Dale Webster die? I think he might have. That's a bummer. He should have went and met Cal Ripken Jr. at some point. I like the other day when this came up, or last Friday with Derek, we were at Surfing Heritage and Culture Center, and he's like, what, is Dale in the corner? Like, <laughs> And I didn't say it in my head, but I was like thinking, I had like the visual of him sitting in a rocking chair, like just counting. It's like, one, How good would two, that be? three, four, just endlessly. They should, if Dale Webster is dead, they honestly should kind of embalm him like they do Lennon in the Soviet Union and have him in like on a board in the Surfing Heritage and Cultural Center. Definitely. People can come in and see Dale Webster's Iron Man of Surf. Where was he? Was he in Oregon or something? No, it was it was, it was Central California or NorCal. Oh, okay. It was somewhere cold. Okay. I remember yeah, it, was it was somewhere cold. cold and small. So I think it was NorCal. I don't okay. think it was Central. Okay. Yeah. What a story, man. No kidding. Yeah. All right, Chaz, it's been nice doing this weekly, dude. Man, we're, we're actually doing it next week, too. Yeah. With a sponsor and everything. Wow, exciting. Big Pro. days. Pro. A non-WSL sponsor. Well, until next week, Chez. Get barrel. Someone's gotta help.